0: Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. Check. It's been a minute, it's been a couple months, I think, since I released the Magic Pisces Podcast. And I just had a I just had a call with a mentor of mine and we were talking about what's possible. And for just my life in particular, but uh, the 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 we were talking about what's possible for the podcast in the context of what's possible for me and the entire world, right? And so we sort of came to this conclusion that I need to take myself more seriously and not relate to myself as just some asshole <laughs> who happens to, you know, get a few people to listen to him here and there. And like, what if it was like, No, people actually listen to you, and what you have to say matters, and it's valid, and you've got crazy stories and a message of hope, and what if you owned that and honored that and expressed yourself from that place, and I was like, oh, and so already I'm turning into a freaking perfectionist because I can hear the echo in the room, and it's not okay with me. It has to be perfect, so perhaps the next episode will have less of an echo. We shall see. So I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you are honoring your own genius, your own brilliance, your own creativity, your own contribution. I hope that you are owning the fact that you are a magnificent creation and a beautiful expression of God. And I hope you know that God loves you and that God wants you to succeed in whatever you put your mind to. And you know, th- maybe take a second and think about one or two or three things that you could do to further your existence. Maybe there's something happening in your relationship that you're not saying. Maybe perhaps there's something in, that, that you're not saying to your partner that there is, that there is for you to say perhaps there's something you're not saying to your boss or co-worker that there is for you to say maybe you were a little bit harsh to someone in your life and there's an apology to make i i'm i have an apology to make myself and i'm i'm putting it off when we, it sucks making apologies because you have to admit that you were wrong and it's just a fundamentally humbling experience but it's one that ultimately uh, moves us forward it supports us in our own evolution so apologizing, admitting you were wrong, admitting that you were making a mistake, and then being willing to clean it up is huge. So maybe that's something that you could put in. Uh, maybe there's a day you could go without drinking. This this guy reached out to me from almost 30 years ago, almost 30 years ago in Colorado, and he reached out to me on Facebook basically begging for help because this person cannot stop drinking and then we video chatted and I just <laughs> took a look at him I was like oh my god that's that's what you look like if you just keep drinking forever you know multiple multiple prison sentences and also a very good person a very good soul at the core of it a very good soul beneath the pain, a very good soul beneath the suffering. And this person is basically begging for help, like, help me, help me, help me. I'm like, this is the solution. This is is what works for me and many others. I don't want to do that. Okay, well, I don't know what else to tell you. That's all I know. I know this one way that really works very, very well to help people stop drinking. And if you don't like it, I don't really know another thing to offer you. And, you know, so be it. But I will offer you that, and I will help you with that. I will help you with that specific program of action, that particular anonymous program I will certainly help you with. That program shall remain anonymous forever. So uh, anyway, you know, lots of crazy things happening in the world. Um, you know, I don't think I've released since – I don't think um, – you. I the last episode I released was before Ukraine, so we sort of had the – waning of covid and then in came ukraine and this was before the gas the last time i i i broadcasted or podcasted the the inflation hadn't hit where it has now now we've got these crazy gas prices and paying six bucks a gallon in california no sign of it really going down that i can see and if i were a rich asshole Gasoline sales person or gasoline oil company, I would just keep them there. I would just keep the prices there. Um, Why the hell not? You know, the CEO of Texaco or whichever company isn't hurting, you know. Um, So they are likely, you know, very much disconnected from uh, those of us who are paying at the pump. forking over our hard-earned money at the pump. There's just no relationship with that type of person and the person filling their gas tank. And myself, I've been trying to sort of not suffer over it and just ask myself who I need to be to completely transcend this level. Like, okay, so... You know, houses in Encinitas, California, where I'd like to own a house are, you know, minimum of, I don't know, I want to say $3 million, minimum probably two to three to four to five million. And so I've just been saying like, okay, well then who do I need to be to make $5 million to buy a house in Encinitas, like a big house? Who, like, what's the game I need to play with reality to have those sorts of uh, results manifest okay so you need five million dollars so go make five million dollars well how i don't know but i'm gonna start with the end in mind and so this is where things become fun and interesting and you can start testing the law of attraction stuff and and starting to see that anything is possible you start to see that anything's possible by while by, by testing that and this is this is an interesting story so i was doing kundalini yoga on thursday night and I was kind of finished with the practice and I was kind of like running, like, like I was sort of like feeling on my back. I, it's a little too much information, but I thought I had like a zit and I was like feeling it and I was like, no, that doesn't feel like a zit. So I and I looked in the mirror and it's straight up like this skin cancer looking thing, it just doesn't look right. It's just off and it really freaked me out and I did a video, I did a video doctor's appointment the next day and... Um, the, the woman over video over zoom was like, yes, that is a skin cancer. You need to get that checked out immediately. And I was like, fuck, because you know, the doctor and my health insurance payments are late and all this fucking crap. Right. So I messaged a friend of mine, like a naturopathic nurse, and she sent me a link to this, to this vitamin C article. And uh, the article, the vitamin C article basically just said, you make a salve, you know, S-A-L-V-E, you, you mix the vitamin C powder, crystallized vitamin C um, ascorbic acid, you mix it together with some water, mix it uh, <clears throat> Mix it in like a little, I did it in like a, like a cap, like a hydrogen peroxide cap. I just mixed a little bit of uh, vitamin C and water and I smeared it on the the blemish, and uh, and I checked it the next day. I put my shirt on. I slipped my shirt on. I checked it the next day, and the the vitamin C powder had like congealed in the spot where the spot was, in the spot where the mole was. It had congealed, and I'm like, that's freaking weird. It was like I spread it out over the space of maybe like a quarter, like a a, a silver dollar, and and it was still sort of you know you could still see the silver dollar area silver dollar sized area but it had congealed in the middle and i was like that is freaking weird and i got in the shower yesterday i took a shower and the thing just fell off in the shower and that's exactly what the vitamin c article said would happen is it'll just fall off i had the i had the vitamin c left over from covid uh, first wave of covid original og covid march 2022 covid um, and i was like wow that's interesting and then it just led me to ask some different questions of the universe, like, hey, thanks God, thanks for that, thank you for bri- for providing the solution with vitamin C. Now, there's obviously no way that we can prove that it was cancer. I guess maybe we, I could go get a biopsy or something, and they could sort of dig around. But the thing's basically gone. It was really interesting. I had a friend who's had multiple melanomas, also confirmed. She's like, yeah, that's not melanoma, but that's basal sarcoma, something, right? So I was like, hmm. And it's just one of those things that happened in the universe that made me really question the universe. It's like, hmm, questioning the entire medical establishment. I'm questioning scalpels and stitches and cauterizing agents or whatever. You know, I'm just questioning questioning it all. I'm questioning money. Hmm, <clears throat> maybe I could just pull some money from the universe now, just like I can remove this cancerous thing from my body with vitamin C. So... You know, don't, as they say in quantum physics, you know, don't collapse the wave function, right? Leave that which is possible open, right? To like open yourself up to what's really possible. Like anything's possible. Like anything is fucking possible. It's fascinating to wrap your heads around to wrap your head around. So you know, I don't I don't know. What is going on in the world? I mean, I, th- I think that the world is is just... I think it's, in a lot of ways, it's just very troubling. The world is a very troubled place. I think it's deeply troubling. Now we've got monkey pox on the horizon, apparently. But there seems to be... You know, two episodes I talked about, a um, how you... I, I theorized or postulated... I don't know which the right word is. I theorized that you would perhaps start seeing unlikely alliances uh, between people who aren't, co- between groups of people who aren't down with the whole, like, woke thing. And um, I was flipping through YouTube the other day, and I found this interview. It's an interview with this trans woman, Blair White, and and uh, it's an interview. She's got Ben Shapiro on her show, and it's Ben Shapiro and Blair White, trans woman, having this incredibly, like, truly kind-hearted, very respectful, um, in a lot of ways, agreeable. Like they're really agreeing with each other on a lot of things. Um, they're having this amazing conversation about the whole trans phenomenon and the the you know the trans phenomenon and the the passing of or the um, the the. You know the supposed indoctrination of children with this gender ideology stuff, and this trans woman is just like agreeing with Ben, more or less. Like they were actually talking about pronouns, um, preferred pronouns, and you know Ben's like, well, you know, I would probably just call you Blair versus she, and I would tell my kid that you know you're a boy who thinks that she's a girl, and she's like, but I am a boy who thinks that she's a girl, and he's he's like, exactly, that's all I'm trying to say, and she's like, I get that, and. And it wasn't that it wasn't that smooth. It wasn't. I don't want to say that it was. It, but it it wasn't contentious. It was just you know one nice person having a conversation with another nice person, and both of them were concerned about the children. And it's just really interesting to see um, these unlikely alliances forming because now you've got Ben Shapiro, this Orthodox Jew, this conservative guy who walks away from a an exchange with a trans woman. And realizing that this person is just a good person like he is. And so perhaps that might lead to Ben questioning some of his religious beliefs either now or down the road. You know, I think that's what happens with a lot of people, particularly like, you know, deeply conservative people. It's like it happens on The Real. It happened on every every season of The Real World for like the first 10 seasons. Like there's the one guy that doesn't like gay people and then the gay person is like, "But I'm gay." Or Pedro's like, "I have AIDS." And then they all then the 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 person that didn't like gay people when they moved into the Real World house ends up accepting gay people and questioning their religion and all of it as the result of living with a person who's just a really nice person and happens to be gay. And, you know, in Pedro's case, gay and AIDS, you know, so still nothing funny about AIDS. I think as Michael Scott, you know, Michael <laughs> Michael Scott talks about wanting to live in a world where you can tell a funny AIDS joke. That time might be getting close. I don't know, I'm not gonna be the one to push the envelope there. Um, point being, um, you've got, when, when you get people coming together, I, in almost like a spirit of camaraderie, um, or in a, a common, who see a common problem and who are seeking perhaps a common solution, both of them walk away with a different experience of the other person's you know political orientation. So perhaps Blair White walks away from that experience with Ben Shapiro and goes, Yeah, he's a conservative and they call him, you know, the, the whomevers, they call him a racist and a sexist and a this and a that, but that wasn't my experience of him. And I think that you're just starting to see this sort of thing more and more. Um, and it's honestly, I find that to be really inspiring. It's very inspiring to me. Um, because now you've got people who are supposedly, who might have believed that they were diametrically opposed, um to one another politically discovering that perhaps they're not. And I actually went to grad school years ago, almost 20 years ago with this guy, Will, and he was this, he was this total conservative guy who was like sort of working his way up through the political ranks in Colorado. And him and I just, he was the squarest dude ever from the outside. He like had the loafers and like, you know what I mean? Like the, the, um, like the polo shirt tucked into the slacks, you know, with the belt that matched the shoes, that whole deal. Really short hair, handsome guy. You know, had this like politician's wife looking girlfriend. And uh, but he, me and this guy and he was like conservative, like straight down, you know, just total total straight shooter conservative guy. But him and I just comp- we were like totally friends. We like completely got along. We we never talked about politics. We just like talked about like how we thought that professor was an idiot. Like those were the conversations we had, like normal, just normal day-to-day stuff. And and he actually, this is during Bush, you know, and he he opened my eyes to some things that I didn't see, you know, And and kind of as a byproduct of us being friends, like as a byproduct of us just like talking shit about like weather, the weather and like, hot girls, and, like, whatever else, um, like, as a byproduct of that, I sort of looked through a different lens at some of these political things. I mean, the Bush years, those years were those years were gnarly. I mean, people hated Bush, and then people, obviously, Trump hated, they hated Trump, obviously, much more than Bush, but, um, it was, uh, excuse me, it was, it was a learning experience, ultimately, right? And, um, and I think that you're starting to see that. I think you're not. You're starting to see that, and and more, more and more. I think phenomenologically, right? You're starting to see the truth prevail. Now, I, I really want to stop talking about. I, I don't want to speak contentiously about things in the way that I was before. I just, I really, I really got sucked up in the in the COVID hysteria and the disinformation this and the disinformation that and the va- vaccine this and the vaccine that and all of that stuff and I I, I don't I, I want this <clears throat> these, these broadcasts to come through as lovingly as possible versus in the way that they were before which I, I think everybody it was just the whole world got swept up in this hysteria and everyone was just insisting that they were right. And I'll even say rightfully so, you know, and pointing their fingers at those who that they thought were wrong. And I, I'm, I really do think that the whole thing was orchestrated. And, and I think that more and more people are kind of just, after this whole COVID thing sort of died down, I think that people sort of have, I think that people just sort of energetically have an experience of having the wool pulled over their eyes. And I don't even want to go any I, I'm not I'm I don't want to um I'm not seeking I'm I'm not like seeking to like prove anything anymore. It's snoop around, you know, snoop around and you see you'll just notice that like there's less on YouTube that is censored than there was before. And I think that the um I think that the the trans issue is bringing a lot of things to a head if you watch out if you watch the the h b o documentary transhood um you can you can sort of it leaves like the end of that movie you just you just feel kind of strange like you're not even clear what it was all about and there are all sorts of there are trans people who have an opinion on it that that is the, the a lot of trans people don't have a favorable opinion at all of, for lack of a better word, this is for lack of a better word, promoting the trans stuff to children, right? There are a lot of trans people that are like, whoa, 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 we've gone way too far. And, and so I think that it's almost as if that element in these, Supposed or culture wars, if you want to call them that, I think that it's almost like the, 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 the trans stuff and the, the children, the, the, the aspect involving children is really starting to wake way more people up. And I'm not speaking, obviously, against trans people even sort of. Um, I'm just expressing a concern that a lot of people have regarding you know what the right wing calls the indoctrination of children, which you
1: could argue there is
0: perhaps some indoctrination going on because there are all these, you know, there's a really good um YouTube channel called Trigger Trigonometry. Uh, the and the the hosts of this show, Trigonometry, are not, they're not like right wing. There's all these, like, there's this like newly emerging independent media class that like aren't right wing and are often it's like the Dark Horse Podcast. They're like traditional center leftists from Portland, but they're just saying things like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, do we want to really teach these sorts of things to children? Their podcast is great, by the way, the Dark Horse Podcast, Ben Weinstein, Ben and Heather Weinstein. Um, and Rogan did a great interview of, I think he's done two interviews of them, and they're, they're both really solid interviews. But, um, but so you've got these people who are like not—they're not right-wing people at all. They're just sort of like they just want the truth to be told, or they want their ex- their concerns to be addressed, or they want uh, they, they want a new conversation entered into the space. And so there's like this interesting, like newly emerging sort of information class, and I want to be a part of that class. You know, I don't want to be a part of the folk to media class anymore, even though, you know, whatever. They have their thing going on, the the um, the mainstream media. it's They'll answer to whomever they answer to. And if I've been wrong about some of the things I said, then I will admit that. So I think that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. Um, I will talk to you all next time at Magic Pisces Podcast.